In a world of EMS podcasters, EMS Office Hours is the only live podcast bringing you the latest topics and opinions in EMS. Turn down your scanner and turn up your speakers as we join Jim Hoffman and Josh Knapp on their latest EMS podcasting journey. Hey all, welcome to EMS Office Hours. I am Jim Hoffman. And I'm Dave Brenner. Dave, what is happening? All's good here in beautiful downtown Holbrook. <laughs> I am uh, trying to remind Josh that we are live and hopefully he will. And hopefully he's live as well. Yeah. Maybe I unfriend him. He's not showing up on my Facebook page. Yeah, maybe he's ghosting you. <laughs> maybe he could Sounds be. ridiculous coming from a 70-year-old, doesn't it? <laughs> he might be. <laughs> and go ahead and ghosting me on, on, uh, on Facebook. That's horrible. Mm. I'm going to shoot him a quick message and hopefully... He will see it. Josh has a problem with the early morning mm. getter uppers. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone that's starting to pop in here. Uh, don't forget, please hit that little like button. Just mash it, punch it out a little bit. Let us know you kind of like it. It does help keep the uh, video in the feed. So people that come in much later or tomorrow or whatever, It'll be up there, you know, the way these algorithm, algorithms work, work on the Facebooks and the YouTubes and the other social media, the Twitters and all that good stuff. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to, uh, this topic that I kind of sent you today about the uh, shortage of EMS workers, I saw an article that popped up a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in a couple of news aggregator type thing that was online um, and where they talked about the shortage of, of EMS workers and how it's becoming this major issue now that it's been growing for the past 10 years and that the past you know 18 months because of the pandemic it's gotten worse um, and I, I I don't want to get too much, Dave, into things like pay and stuff like that because it's been talked about like, you know. I don't know how you're going to stop the talk about pay. I know. I guess, I guess you got to touch on it a little bit because I think the, the underlying. Um, well, were, it's not what we'll, we'll, we'll work for pizza. It's, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you know, the underlying thing I, I, I think, and I think most people would agree, is that there's not so much a shortage of EMTs and medics. It's the shortage of the, uh, you know, amount of money we get. Quality career path. Yeah. That's what and I, I think. think uh, um. I think there was another podcaster or blogger who mentioned something like that on a on a on an article once who said it's not there's no shortage that's a myth. The reality is there's a shortage of people willing to work for the amount of money that EMS providers get paid. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a lot of ways, I I can agree with that you know uh, mentality, right? And then you get people who come on who talk about, well, once we get college degrees, that's going to get us to make more money, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, at the same time, I know a lot of people who have college degrees that became EMTs or paramedics and they didn't stay because they're like, OK, what am I doing here with a college degree? I'm not getting you know compensated for. I can't even pay off my student loan because of what I'm getting paid. So they go someplace else where they get paid for a college degree. Right. And, you know, just to, just as a, as a sidebar, be, before the episode today, I looked at a bunch of uh, uh, job postings for, mm-hmm. not EMTs, but for paramedics, and we're looking at the requirements. And not one required a college degree. 
but they all paid, you know, same money. It wasn't like, oh, if you have a college degree, you'll get paid well, two dollars more or something like that. Jim, Jim, you know, I don't want you and I have gone down this path before. I yeah. don't, but I don't believe that a degree gets a person more money. I do believe that if you work in a field. And I see this because I see who we're hiring in, in my neighborhood. If you work in a field where you can be replaced by an 18-year-old with a high school diploma, even if you have a PhD, why should they pay you more than an 18-year-old with a high school diploma? There's got to be a point where the career, not the individual, the career grows up. As long as we're competing against 18-year-olds, and we are. We sure. are. They, that you know, it's it's not that they'll work for peanuts, but you know, they come in. The medics we hire, we give them twenty seven dollars an hour. They think they're rich. Holy mackerel! Twenty seven dollars <laughs> well, an hour. That's I think. I'm out of high school it, for right? two and a the, half years. You know, yeah, uh, you get these people like you said. They're eighteen years old. They've never really worked at a real job yet, right? And now they've got a job, like you said, that pays pretty good for an 18 year old and especially the living at home and lots of flexibility on scheduling, right? The and job the good is news is there's 168 hours in a week and you can work them all. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Let me know. Josh just uh, strolled in. So let he me, fell, uh, he fell out of bed. Let him, let me uh, drag him into the room here. Wow. Yep. Just rolled right out of I, bed. I, I just need to see, Josh, do you have coffee in one of those hands? <laughs> Yo, okay, just checking. Just checking. That's a fancy-smancy uh, thermos there. Yeah, I, I like it because it keeps the coffee warm, although um, really? it doesn't last that long that it really matters. Right. It needs to be bigger. I, I find the same thing. I, I put it, I have all the purpose of putting it into a Yeti cup. 22 and then ounce. It, I drink it too fast for it to really matter how hot it stays, you know? Right. Um, you know, Dave, I think you're I think you're right in that respect, right? That we, the people that, that are, let's say you get into the, you get into EMS, and you, you improve your education. You go and you get a college degree after the fact once you get the job. You're so easily replaced by those people that are coming in without the degree because everyone's making the same money or the person that's coming in new will take a little less because they're new, right? Sure. So there's no, there's no there's nothing that's, I guess, that job security with it. You know what I mean? And well uh, the problem is, I think now is that we've got this shortage that, that's supposedly going on. I'm not seeing people write uh, things like the you know that we're going to be importing people from other countries to come here and work, you know, EMS. Which I don't see how that's going to happen when you can't even get people to agree on, you know, uh, uh, you have to have everybody has to have sort of this national registry certification to work state by state. You know, I don't know how you're going to bring somebody from another country to work, but I guess that's a, a possibility at some point. If it They'll gets, take the national registry. If it, right. If it gets crazy, that's a possibility, right? Um, but I just, I I, I don't know if, if the education, it, I, I get so tired of that drum being hit about, oh, if we get, everyone gets a college degree, we're going to make, make more money and be respected. And uh, it's, you know, supply and demand and all this other stuff. And the reality is, is, like you said, Dave, but you got people coming in who don't really want to get a college degree or they're not really concerned about that right off, right? They go to ENT school, whatever. They're going to go to primary school right after a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And these companies are hiring them, you know? And then the other thing is, too, the companies are paying based, it, uh, based on the fact of what they get paid by insurance companies. Insurance companies don't care if we have college degrees. They want you to, you know, drag the patients back and forth to the hospital with dialysis or from the home to the ER and stuff. And that's the way the insurance company looks at it. It's not to their advantage for us to get a raise. Exactly. Exactly. Well, guys, essentially in this job market, we have a perfect storm, don't we? We have that um, an increase in demand an increase in supply, but nobody in the middle to move the supply and demand. 
Um, we have uh, a workforce that has had a, a been able to literally take a break. There are some people who have just not been able to stop working because we're in a hand-to-mouth economy. Um, what is it? 24% of Americans can't li- uh, survive without the next paycheck, are living paycheck to paycheck. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, you know, we're caught betwixt and between this sort of perfect revolution of where the job market and weight and middle-class wages have been artificially suppressed for the last almost 50 years. And, and now, you know, and you're being driven by um, people, uh, by organizations in healthcare that are profit motivated. And, yeah. and honestly, there's, there's some, you know, there's, and there's some discussion there. Should, should our healthcare industry be profit motivated? You know, they say, oh, well, you know, we don't want the government in there because, you know, the government screws up everything and uh, keep your government hands off my Medicare. There's a I think there's we're going to have to catch up with both a realization and an education for the American public to say that, you know, is this the way that you do want it? Where the guys, the lowest common denominator and the cheapest resource we can get is what we're going to have treat you in the medical field. And as far as can we import paramedics, um, I don't see why not. We did it with nurses. Yeah, uh, that was one of the things that I read about that, how the nurse, nursing did that uh, with their shortage. But I I feel the, the issue becomes with that, Josh, is, is listen, you think about what you have to go through at an agency to be a paramedic, right? You you have to, you get vetted with, you know, a background investigation, you get natural registry, you have to take protocol exams, skills exams, things like that. So you import somebody from another country, sure, they might be, they might have a, their training there, but when they come here, they've got to be brought up to speed the, the way things get done. Here, you know, that goes state to state too. You go from one state to another. You got to get brought to speed to how that's. I just, runs. I just want to pull you back a little bit on that, Jim, and and not in in and not in a bad way, but sort of say, hey, you know, the people that we import in in our minds are people who are less than us. You know, don't have our education. They don't. They don't have our abilities. But really, truly, people who come to another country to start a life are usually the grittiest of them all. And in most cases, they're bi or trilingual already arriving on our shores. So it's not like that. That's this you meant is gritty in a good way, right? Gritty in a good way. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, they have they, they have the stuff that they have the stuff to that's stay okay. in. If that didn't come out that way, yes, I'm just they making have grit. sure. They have the ability. They have the ability to leave their country and start a new life. That takes a lot of guts from the start. And so, you know, you have these individuals, and and you're sort of saying, eh, you know, what is what is it going to take to train them and stuff like that? I'll put it out to you that it's not going to take as much as you think. And I'm not saying I'm not, but you you misunderstand. I'm not saying train them to make them. An EMT or make them a paramedic. What I'm saying is, is that if you think about you go from one, just one agency to another, there is a process of you getting onboarded for that agency. That's just for an agency. You go from state to state, there is a process of you being onboarded for that state, the med control, the, right. the certification for that state, things like that. And then people coming from other countries have to come in here and then get onboarded to the way things get done here. You know, I remember working and I I, I worked in the very uh, 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 Russian immigrant heavy area and nine out of 10 of them would tell me they were doctors. I was a doctor in my country. I was an engineer in my country and they're here and then they're, they're doing none of it because the process to get them to be a doctor here from there was so, so enormous. They couldn't, We've had several physicians. We've had several physicians from other countries become paramedics mm-hmm. through, through LaGuardia Community College. 
Yeah. I think it'd be hard to work, Dave, in any larger of an area and not run across that. You know, not like, you know, trip over it, but not run across it eventually. Maybe a topic for another time, which mystifies me, is why are there so many attorneys who are paramedics? That, we can come back to that another day, but massive, massive. I I know way too many. I I wonder, I mean, I read some of this, a few of the different articles, and they pretty much all say the same thing. And, you know, one of the things that I see a lot of the agencies that are struggling with is that now because of this shortage that's out there, they are paying way more overtime just to keep ambulances staffed. They're running down ambulances and paying the overtime even to get a minimum of units out there in the street. And so then I start thinking, okay, well, then what's this, this, the, the danger that's being placed now, on people because of the fact that they now you're getting medics and EMTs that are overworked that are getting burnt out because they work and so they much. end up in a hospital with the a nurse but they end up the units there to, to you know to do that but they're being brought to a hospital where the nurses and physicians are overworked too I mean this pandemic yes, has done thing. that across the board the respiratory therapists are overworked everybody in the hospital in the healthcare field is getting clobbered with this but I, I, you know, I know you didn't want to go there, but I, it just, from my point of view, it just comes down to salary benefits. You know, yeah. it, 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 you, you want to work, you want a workforce that's going to be there. We had this problem before the pandemic. We were heading down this path sure. before the pandemic. And, you know, if, if you look around, I, I don't even want to tell you what they're, they're paying EMTs across the country, but I do want to point something out. Where do you think it's more expensive to live? New York City or New York State or Minnesota? That's not a trick question. Well, I would say it's New not York, a trick question. Honestly, right, it, it, it's not. It's it, and that that is certainly the answer. The, that it, it's more expensive to live in New York. And my my friends who are living on Long Island or New York City, as a paramedic, they're working a million jobs trying to get enough money to just try and stay here and pay the taxes. Yet, yeah. yet. Um, if you look at the average, the average salary in New York for a paramedic, it's just shy of $49,000 a year as a base salary. Now I know when they work the extra, the, the other, the the rest of the 168 hours in a week, they make more. (laughs) And I'm not talking about, you know, some of the more elite places when you have an average salary of 48, I know they're playing more at, at Presby and I know that the medics in, uh, Sydney are getting paid more, but that generally means somewhere they're getting paid less. So then you look at Minnesota, where I suspect, because I don't live there, I suspect the cost of living is a little bit lower than it is um, on Long Island. Um, I mean, the uh, the ridiculousness of my children paying $17,000 a year, real estate taxes uh, to live in their homes. Uh, in Minnesota, the uh, the average salary for a paramedic is fifty thousand dollars, almost fifty one. Mm. Um, I think between the amount of money that they're making, that's more than New York, plus the reduced cost of living. I, I think they they can't Minnesota can't seduce all New York paramedics to go there, but they they're taking them, they're taking them. There are places doing that. If you go to uh, you go to Washington, Washington, the state of Washington, the average salary is 55 and a half. You know what? Compared to New York, that's a home run. And, and, I, and we, we, have a, uh, we have a board, a, a Facebook page at, at, La, at LaGuardia. And I keep posting there, you know, people, they look there for, for jobs. You know, we have a lot of alumni. It's open to everybody. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I'll post a job from somewhere else and I'll say to them, the world does not end at the at the at the end of the five boroughs. There's actually other places out there. Go, go and and you know what? They're going. When you talk to our colleagues, they're they're out, and and even when they retire, and some of them retire early in, in these fields, and they go and they go somewhere else to work, and they'll work as a you know with that national registry national registry. They'll go there and work somewhere somewhere sure. where the, the weather's nicer. That was a FDNY medic in, in Brooklyn. He retired from that, and he ended up working in uh, 
where I was working in North Carolina and he was working on another pension there. Sure. You know, yep. um, so, it, you know, there's that, that that's what goes on. But even before they retire, it's like you said, that, that they look other places, not always necessarily for, for the, the salary because it's also because of benefits. I knew a bunch of people when I was working in Brooklyn that there was a mass exodus to go to Florida because they were all fire promise plan. Yeah, it was all fire-based, you know, EMS, and they, and you know they started going there, and the benefits were more. Uh, they found out, oh, you go to a call, and there's you know five medics on the fire truck, and everyone's helping out, and you can bounce off ideas off of everybody, and and it was a much better work environment they they felt. So they they left and went to Florida, and I see them now on Facebook, and I see the career ladder they took. Who's the lieutenant? Who's the chief? Who's the commandant of whatever you know what i mean they're not stuck on a truck making that same salary working those additional hours they went someplace else with that had better benefits and a some a, a, heaven's a waiting room advancement they went yeah. to heaven's waiting room that's one <laughs> <laughs> the fire department listen i i i understand the fire department down uh near my place in Delray, uh, which, which I, is, I could probably hit it with a softball from my, uh, my apartment. <laughs> and uh, they are out at all times doing, um, doing EMS calls. You know, it, you know I, I made a joke of this like 40 years ago. I put up a sign on my, on my door when I was the captain in my department. I wrote, welcome to the Holbrook Ambulance Company. And in small letters, it said, we do fires too. <laughs> it only got more and more true, except that when you look at these these paid services that are doing that job, they embraced it. They yes. recognized, yeah, you want to work here as a firefighter? Sure, you got to be in. You got to be a paramedic. Yeah, well, that's a I put that fire base agency I was working for. You know, most of the calls with the fire guys went on were were medical calls. Yeah. You know, and they and there was grumblings about them having to go on medical calls. And then the 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 chief finally had a meeting and he said, Listen, when you got hired here, you were told this is an EMS garage as well, and you will be doing medical calls. This is a big part of our response. And don't act surprised that you're doing medical calls as well. So you're supporting the paramedics that are here. Um and it's just a it's just a, a fact of life with that. But it, I find that that environment is is less stressful than working on the truck by yourself, hoping you're going to get a helping hand. A lot of times, you know. Well, I and mean, I wonder they... that with the shortage of EMS and people leaving to go do other jobs. I mean, you, you know, people who are leaving EMS to go work. At a, at a warehouse job because it pays more and it's less dangerous, you know, um, because they're not seeing a career path in EMS. There was one mentioned article about how there's such a, a high percentage of, of the employees that are leaving after six months to go do other jobs because they realize it's not what they wanted. It's, it's you know, they start really, there's no, a lot, not, not a lot of advancement, not, not a lot of pay, a lot of work involved. A lot of lifting, even a lot of hazardous the day situations. Day to day of when you got short staff and every every shift, the knot in your stomach of your relief not showing up. You know, that's I worked at places like that where I had I stressed out that oh my god, I hope to God my relief shows up so I can get out of here on time. You know, or and then I, and if they didn't, I was stuck there for another. Four hours at the minimum, or the entire shift. But Jim, is that the system or the organization? It's the organization, and in, in a lot of ways. But it's it's because of the fact that the system's not supporting the 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 job. It's not supporting the you know the 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 pay. It's not supporting the the benefits. It's not you know. There's no. You but get agencies that all all work the same, and not one is is doing more than the other. So it doesn't matter where you go; everyone is doing the same same stuff. But there's a domino effect there too, 
Yeah. We got, we got people working in my district where I, where I live, who work for Fidney, who work all these other districts. And if they get a late call, that is, they're supposed to, let's say they're supposed to get off at midnight and they get a call at 1150, they're not going to be back until one o'clock in the morning. Right. And guess what? They expected to be, a lot of them book themselves to be at the place they're supposed to be when they get off of work. I don't know how they do that. Yeah. That, that, that they give each other the wink. They kind of cover each other with that. Yeah. But, but they get off at midnight and let's say they need to be somewhere at 1230. You're not going to be there at 1230. You just got a job. You're on, you're on. You're not getting back until one o'clock till the paperwork is done till the restocking is done. Yeah. And, uh, you're not, and, and that causes the next person to feel the same thing. I'm going to tell you that, you know, you, you know that I'm in a, it's, it's, it's a, uh, we call it a volunteer call, but it's really hybrid because we got paid as well. Last you know, night, last night I covered an empty uh, medic shift. I just want to look over. We have a guy who's uh, sort of an unknown Facebook user in the chat mm -hmm. room. and um, But he knows you. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, I wish they had identified themselves. But um, his first post or her first post was states that don't help with the shortage doesn't allow you to test out to recertify if you were a felon. Um, that's a, a sticky area. Um, I do. I, I'm not sure that the you police really don't allow people. that either. Yeah. I mean, we, there, there has to be, you know, a standard, uh, even though there are problems with criminal justice as it is. And, and, it, and are, it depends upon what the felony along is that way, but a felony is, it depends it, upon what the felony is. If, if you were, if you were, an accountant felony, you know, where, where you, you, you know, they may let they, you go into EMS. Uh, if, if you were pushing drugs, you may not get into uh, yeah. EMS. If you were hurting people, you're not, you may not get into EMS. Go back to accounting where you, you know, you know, they can't, where you're because only working they with were numbers. a felon in accountant and the accountants that, don't allow yeah, yeah. that. I mean, it, 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 unfortunately, and in our current system, we don't have a better way, but it, it casts a shadow of doubt over the trustworthiness of the person. It, it's just a review. A it's just hmm. a review. If, if the felony is a, a non, a non, um, violent, non hurtful, uh, kind of thing, they, they, there are felons in EMS. We, we know that there mm -hmm. are people who had felony convictions, but the yeah. state looked at it and said, Hey, this, this is not the kind of thing we want to rule out of EMS and they're in. So do you guys think the answer for this shortage that's growing and that everyone seems to be suddenly concerned about, and that's when I say suddenly, I mean, because everybody's, you know, suddenly more in the, in the the public view, probably because of social media, I'm sure, is a big part of that. Um, I, I, I mean, like, well, just pay everybody more, and then your problem will be solved. Mm. Well, they did studies in the 70s that basically said, you know, more pay is not the absolute panacea. More pay doesn't necessarily mean a happier environment. Um, the, the other thing, I, Josh, I ahead. think... I think better reimbursement from Medicaid, as this guy suggested, implies yeah. implies that when the re reimbursement going in Medicaid for many of the private agencies is just going to go right to their pocket. We've seen them do that a bazillion times. Look what happened with the when the banks went bust Look, and they got re where did that money go? We live in a situation where the executive branch is completely severed from the working uh, individuals. And I don't mean that in a Washington capital political way. I mean it when you're working at a hospital and the president of the hospital walks away with an $11 million bonus and you got a 3% cost of living increase that year. I have literally worked in an organization that the outgoing president got an $11 million bonus and we were given, we weren't even given a raise that year because ah, we were told parachute, the hospital couldn't a, a afford it. A golden parachute. Either way that you slice it, there has to be this aspect that, okay, guys, trickle down. And they, uh, it doesn't work in the country. So, you know, if you, if you want to argue it about the country some other day, I'll be glad to take you on. But one thing that we do see 
you know, when when the president of, of Chase Bank, you know, uh, gets a couple of hundred million dollars and their average teller has to work three jobs because they're getting paid sixteen ninety five an hour. There's something broken about the system. And whether you talk globally or just to your organization, I can bet you can look that there's an inequity in the way uh, 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 money is distributed for work. All right. Let, let's not get too crazy as we move away from uh, from social stratification, from people who work hard getting paid more than people who don't work hard, from people who went out to get educated and, and busted their butts for years to get jobs. Um, you know, uh, should a doctor get paid more than an EMT? Most, most probably. Should a baseball player? I don't know. Um, but well, let me ask you, the way that I see it, uh, just to kind of wrap this up, because like you said, we've talked about this many, many times. I'm sure a lot of other podcasts are going to be talking about this as well, because um, there's articles that have come out and they're kind of all over, peppered all over social media now, and they want to jump on this this topic and get their point of view across. But for me, I feel like everything that we've talked about, whether it's just increasing salaries, whether it's increasing or, you know, the, the, the reimbursement rates or for more benefits, they will, it's almost like this, like a circle, a cycle that they all have to kind of happen together. You know what I mean? Because you'll get people who argue that, well, the insurance companies aren't going to pay more, unless we get higher educated people to warrant a higher reimbursement, like doctors will get a higher reimbursement and things like that. You, you know, know, and I don't agree with that statement, by the way. And I mean, you I, I know that you've you said it, it a lot of times, but you know what? A welder doesn't go and have to get a PhD. What are you talking about? A welder doesn't have to go and get a PhD, and they make way more than uh, paramedics do. And or oh well, yeah, I, well I agree with you. I don't they feel like that than... is, it's a necessity to get more money. What I'm trying to say is, is that the argument you're going to see, and the argument you're going to get is that well, what do you deserve that can't pay more for? money hourly or hire more people or whatever without having higher reimbursements from insurance companies. Insurance companies might not want to reimburse higher if they don't see that the 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 workers are at an education level and the, the services that they're providing warrant um, you know a higher reimbursement you know and then round and round you go with that. I mean, a welder doesn't have a PhD, but a welder's not getting reimbursed by you know insurance companies. You know what I mean? So it, electricians make more money than EMTs and medics do, but they're not getting reimbursed by by insurance companies you know this is this is where the agencies are getting their money to pay the providers that are working there you know, hey, they're getting you know it what? from it's not a it's not a it's not a but our salaries you so wish our, you, you wish our sal you wish you could tell people okay well you're going to call 911 this is how much it's going to cost and if you don't pay it we're going to hound you we're going to collect on you and whatever eventually you, your insurance company gets billed and you accept whatever the ambulance company accepts, whatever the insurance company pays. Listen, you want to get paid like a welder, become a welder. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that argument just, we can't compare. You can't compare. Why can't you? I'll, I'll, well, so listen, so this guy comes into a house, this, he goes into a house and, and the, the, the people in the house say, listen, a plumber goes into a house and they say, listen, this drain, it, it's not draining. We can't wash anything in the sink. The whole thing is stopped up. We, we need you to fix it. So the plumber goes underneath the sink. He clanks around, clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> Five minutes later, he comes out. The drain is drained. He opens it up. The water flows. And they, and they say to him, how much does it cost? He says, you, you know, you're here five minutes. How much could this cost? He says, it's $300. And the guy looks at him, he says, $300. He says, I'm a neurosurgeon, $300 times 12. That's <laughs> that's $3,600 an hour. He says, I'm a neurosurgeon. I don't get $3,600 an hour. And the plumber looks at him and says, when I was a neurosurgeon, I didn't get $3,600 an hour either. Listen, you want to get paid like a plumber, become a plumber. You want to get paid that's like a welder, become a welder. joke. It's an inaccurate well, joke. Come hold on. on. Hold, hold on. And, and it's hold, misleading. You, you didn't let me finish. 
The very first, my very first class, when I teach EMTs, I tell them what they're going to earn. I tell them the earning potential. I tell them the average annual salary. I tell them about how many people get hurt and how many get people get killed in EMS. They need to know that going in, eyes wide open. Yeah. And I also tell I them- I wish I had that when I went to EMT. I also tell, no, I'm not kidding you. You can ask the students in my class. And I also tell them there are ways in EMS to make more money than EMTs or paramedics within EMS. There are ways to do it. And, you, you know, there, there is a, uh, a community training center in Brooklyn. Three of the guys from my first EMT class at LaGuardia College opened it up. They're making more money than any four or five or six EMTs combined. They figured it out. They bought the equipment and they're, they're a training center for, you know, EMS courses. And, and they're training doctors in ACLS. You need to go in eyes wide open. If you're going into a field that's going to get paid poorly and expect to get paid a lot, that's wacky. Yeah. It's not. You have to do I research to find out how much the salary is going to give you the job. Who, who promised you a rose garden in EMS? It's not the expectations that you'll be paid well. I think that a lot of people go into it because of a basic uh, interest in serving the public and the public good. And the uh, as, as well as some of the fringe uh, uh, well, you got that. Enjoy it. In that sense of of how of the job, what the job can be, and it's great. But as you grow, as you grow in the position, and as you grow older, your Maslow hierarchy changes a little bit. Right. Wait a minute. Wait that, a minute. So when you're need, sixty, years old, you don't need, want to be lifting people out of a pool of vomit, carrying them up from the basement. That's not what you want to do. Well, is that what you want to do? You seem I'm just, to still I, I want see, to do it. I see. I do you see. Still, it. still. I see do. I'm asking you if that's what you want to do. What I want to do, my my personal preference. I'm saying that over is it's not part of this. It's it, what is is part of this is the general description of most people over time want a family want to spend time with the family, want security for the family, and want a better life for their children, which usually in our society- so You have to do things, Josh, that, like that, that make those opportunities appear. But if you can't go into EMS and follow that path and live that life, then it is not a career is right. where I'm going. Yes. Agreed. EMS is not a career. Agreed. And we will have problems as long as EMS is not a career, which is a bad thing. Unless we combine it. Unless we make it, unless we make it fire EMS careers, unless we do that. Why do we have to lean on somebody else that way? We don't why have to lean. Listen. Why can't the study of medicine and emergency medicine and the applica field application of emergency medicine be something other than putting out, putting white it, wet stuff on the red stuff? Listen, it can. It can. But th th that's a whole evolution. We've discussed that. The ways to change the field. We've discussed it. The, the question but is, Dave, though, going into it, listen, I love you. Don't change until you get married and then change. Boom. All right? That's the same thing with this field. You don't go into a field saying it's going to change. Yeah. It is what it is right now. When you went I mean, into Josh, this field, this is what it was. Josh, don't, think about don't be the early days change of the podcast, Josh. Some of the first things we had talked about was pay and you know comparing us to f you know fire department and police and and, and sanit and having and sanitation and and you know why do why do accountants get you know for you know for a city get paid more than the emts you know do for a city and we went we talked about this for years on end we are artificially and it's, nothing's ever changed yeah, but what and part of the reason is nothing has really changed in the last 20 years since we've started this podcast, you know, and that's that is the problem. And now we're in a different situation, guys. There is a worldwide shift going on, there's a nationwide shift going on, and the, and the average worker is not standing for their yes. needs not being met when the executive worker has their needs wow. met. 20 times over and there there has to be in a, a, a sort of a, a but you go back to what they can't go into it going established. okay i'm gonna go in i'm gonna make this much money and eventually the 
the president of the hospital is going to give me a kickback to make things easier. Very few people go into EMS saying, oh, boy, the money. Right. Oh, I, think, I disagree. I uh, disagree. Oh, absolutely. They do. Absolutely. I, I, absolutely. We actually we actually get grants, grants, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars of grants to get people so that, that they we take them off. And, and it is it is an advancement for them. But it's just not the biggest to get them off public assistance. Train them to be EMTs. It's easy. It's a 200-hour class. Train them to be EMTs. We can get them into a, a productive, um, satisfying job uh, with benefits, and it gets them off public assistance. We get Do money you hear for yourself? that. Do you I hear, hear myself. Yourself? We're taking people because it's easier to train. In the, so you're basically saying our work is pretty easy. You can you learn it pretty quick. I get 200, 200 hours is nothing. It's nothing. How long did you go to high school? Not not you in particular, but how long did you go to high school? Listen, I've taught EMT classes in high school. People did it on the side. They were taking a full-time a full-time schedule in their senior year and they became EMTs by coming in a period early and they became EMTs. And, and I think most people in EMS a lot of people when they become EMTs or become paramedics, you're already your work you are doing it on the side. I took my EMT course on the side. I took my paramedic course on the side. I wasn't able to take that stuff full time. You know, I took those courses, you know, part time, and I and I did take a pay cut when I went from you know uh, a regular job to become an EMT. And I, I knew you guys were going to fight me on that. But I know you guys are going to fight me on this. I know I'm going to be. You're going to fight me on this. But when you're on the bus and you've been around and you've rubbed shoulders with a bunch of different guys from different areas, what is your uh, what is your uh, experience been that all guys uh, in how they approach the job on how they approach the patient, their 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 patter with the patient, their their banter their interaction, what banter banter interaction has all been equal across the board no matter where not. they came from or have no. you noticed that certain individuals coming from certain backgrounds do better no you haven't no no when you say certain backgrounds i don't know what you're talking about you need to be more i'm specific. talking about i can't even let a professional I, certain professional backgrounds i i don't know what you mean you got to be specific um a guy who has uh, never done anything uh, before except uh, stock grocery bags or right. swept a floor in a mechanic shop, right? right? Didn't have those extra skills. You basically take that. That was the sort of the person you were talking about before, the program where they take people out of the homeless shelters and they yeah. retrain them. Some of them are fabulous. Some of them are fabulous. And some people that we get coming out of colleges, and I've had pre-med students take my classes, I wouldn't trust them to put a Band-Aid on me, all right, that they don't have the civility and the humanity. I was more thinking of established where not they're coming straight out of school, where they're coming out of another line of work. I, so I, I have some seen, people come. So I have seen guys that have been shoe salesmen. Okay, making about as much as EMT, want something different than smelly feet. All right. And they go into EMS and they use their background in shoe sales to create a rapport with the patient that is just remarkable. That, Why? But that's what people do. But they, there are people who come from shoe sales and they do a rotten job in EMS. So I, 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 I don't, think you, I mean, I like don't think you can classify people coming from that training, that background as being the people that are going to be good. It, it just doesn't, that's as if to say all doctors know how to relate to people. They do not. All no, nurses know how to relate that, to people. I don't feel that same. They do not. You know, so, not even counselors, not even psychologists. I mean, that, oh my gosh, there's no cluster. There's no cluster. I don't, I don't find it. They can come from anywhere and be anything. And, I, I think I think you went down the wrong rabbit hole with that one, Josh. Because when I ask you to be specific, if you can't be specific and and, and provide it, empirical data, you got nothing. Be, it, it, this the specificity is 
not necessarily the the job that they came out of or the place that they came out of, but the type of work that they did or the type of work they had to learn to do that they can now have skill sets that translate over to EMS. And just like your kid out of medical school who never learned those those situations and some doctors never learn it coddle doctors they'll never learn it all the way to the very end they could be chief of surgery in their department and they still have no inter skill and interplay skills with a patient none whatsoever right right and they could be chief of psychiatry too which is amazing but people who what but what i am trying to say here is that it's a trainable skill and that somebody who's had practice in it already and comes in from a different skill, a different job with those skills into EMS, they do better than a lot of the people coming in from EMS from elsewhere who didn't have a clue of what EMS was. Maybe. All right. I'd like to see. A, I took a little bit that. of a, a little off to the side there we on did. it. But uh, why don't we wrap it up there? Because like I said, this is one of those things that uh, is never going to be solved. I don't it's, think. It's, it, you know what? The, I, I think it will be solved, Jim. I, I hope it will be solved because it's not yeah. just a matter we can't of... Even we're, solve solve the end we're not, we're not going... To, listen, hold on. Hold on. Please. We should never come back more. to this topic again. We, uh, we will. We will. This is, this is an I try to stay away from it for like for like uh, months at a time because it's like you know, a wound that's bleeding. You can't, you're supposed to leave it alone, and we can't. I know. We just keep scratching it. What do you think is going to happen? Because it's a problem with the EMS, and and you know everybody in on this podcast, every one of us had to find an alternate way to make a living to supplement the the. Well, Dave, you don't even get paid in EMS. Well, I, I, so I don't get paid directly for my patient care, but I get paid plenty in EMS. Oh, you might, you might remember I where you met me. Te- right, right, right. But um, I could tell you how uh, much that was, but I'd have to kill you. That that was. That, <laughs> don't tell Josh if it's I'm more than EMT. No, he tried to get me. EMT below you, Dave. He tried to get me to do it, and I. How dare I you make more than EMT? <laughs> All right. Well, let's end it there. I wanted to go into something else, but that the secondary topic today is uh, also something that we're gonna. It'll contentious. It will end up talking about it way longer than the the ten minutes or so we've got left here. So we'll save it for another the next episode, I think. Um, so the last ten minutes of our show will be Dave on guitar, accompanied by. I got it. I got it. I can play the two. Oh, I got them. Cyanosis blues again, Mama. A song oh, I wrote in 1981. Oh my God! You should make a YouTube video. I, I was clean. You know, I was that cleaning up my desk. Turn it off. <laughs> Remember the songs, the uh, the uh, New York Protocol songs. Oh hey, yeah, uh, the ACLS yeah. Protocols. Two Live Nurse. Two. Oh, there was a group called Two Live Nurse that came out with the, or rocking oh, to the algorithm. I can't. You know, I can't. I just can't. I just okay. start getting me ag- ag- agitated with the. The America's Got Talent that just stopped, and they had all the Lots nurses frozen. and EMTs and so there. Uh, okay, you're back. That was singing. There's the, the, like 30 of them. You know, they oh, were the wow. heroes, the heroes, whatever the hell they called. They called them heroes something on America's Got Talent, and they were singing, trying to get their million-dollar contract, you know, to be And singing. how were they, Jim? I didn't even watch it. It was ridiculous. Every no one is. I understand that the little shtick they had there. They were coming in there with the the uh, fact that they were heroes and they worked in the pandemic and all this stuff. And but every week they were on with, with wearing scrubs every week. Mm. And I was like, just stop it, stop, stop. You only, Okey doke. You only hit that drum so many times. All right. Um, just like this whole let's get more money thing. Yeah, we should do it for free. Everybody volunteer. I'm on board. Okay. No, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, sure about that, but uh, like I said, I think there's a lot of moving parts. I don't think there's any one um, solution to the problem, which is why I think it's going to continue to go on. And 
our last show, whenever we that comes, we'll end up talking about it one last time <laughs> on the very last episode of the show, just so that we get it out there one more time. Well, you know, well, here's an idea, parting thought to just throw out there for next time is, you know how the is uh, the Israeli Defense Force is made up of civilians. Every 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 uh, of age civilian must. Be conscripted into the um, mm-hmm. the, the military, do a mandatory what two years of military or something like that, and then then you know they can go on to their lives of if that's more military or being a dentist. Maybe we should have something like that so we take the pay out of EMS entirely and just say okay, it's a mandatory two years. Everybody has to do what they can. And then we just keep it on. That way we have an ever-flowing body of people coming into EMS. Every citizen is then trained in uh, some form of EMS. No. Yep. It's coming. No. <laughs> All right. We're well, there, guys. Appreciate everybody. Uh, anyone that popped in and took a listen today, I really appreciate it. Dave is getting his guitar out. I am. I'm going to play it's the, our Monday morning. I'm going to play the exit theme. You're going to play the right. exit theme when we're done. So, as always, everybody, I am Jim Hoffman. Josh Knapp. I'm Dave Brenner. Play us out, Dave. <laughs> That's it. I'll give you another one if you want, but that was it. Yes. All right. We'll look at that. All right. There we go. All right, everybody. Stay safe.